Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. We've been in a series called Breaking the Grip of Fear. This is our seventh session. And today, appropriately, we come to breaking the grip of fear, overcoming the fear of death. So what difference does the resurrection mean to any of us? Let's look at Romans chapter 6, beginning with verse 3. Do you not know? That as many of us who, as who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. Now the Bible says that word baptized into, that has to do not just with the physical water baptism of outward identification symbolic, symbolizing an inward change. But the placing into Christ Jesus is a work of the Holy Spirit. When you receive God's grace as a free gift, when you receive Christ as your Lord, the Holy Spirit placed you in to the body of Christ, placed you right in there. You um, understand that from God's perspective, you were baptized in, into Christ's death. You were there, therefore... Therefore we were buried with him, verse 4, through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we've been united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. God help us to see it like you do. God saw you at the cross. God saw you in the tomb. God saw you at the resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man, that is who we used to be apart from Christ, was crucified with Christ. That the body of sin, that is that which we inherited from Adam, our own tendencies and choices to sin, might, its power might be done away with, broken over us, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died has been set free from the tyranny and the bondage of sin. If Christ, if we died with Christ, verse 8, we believe we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Notice verse 14. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under sin and law, you are under grace. Can everybody say this with me? Grace is greater than sin. In God's eyes, I was crucified with Jesus Christ, buried with Him, and raised up with Him. Sin's grip has been broken by the resurrection of Jesus. 
Now, turn to the right, and let's go to Hebrews chapter 2. And I want to show you something powerful about whether or not you're fearing death or not. If you are, you don't have to because of the resurrection. Chapter 2 of Hebrews tells us this. Verse 14, Inasmuch then as the children, everybody say, that's me, have partaken of flesh and blood, he, Jesus, likewise shared in flesh and blood, that through death he might destroy him who had, past tense, who had the power of death, that is, the devil. Remember, the wages of sin is death. And not only destroy and break the power of the devil, but release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. How many of you know if you fear death, you're in bondage? Because of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus, we don't have to be subject to the bondage of fear of death because the one who had the power of death, the devil, his power has been stripped from him. Legally, in God's eyes, at the resurrection, God stripped the devil's power to keep you dead and broke the grip of the fear of death by the power of his resurrection. I want you to turn back now to the left to something powerful to Ephesians chapter 1. You say, Pastor, we're looking at a lot of word here today. Well, that's all we got. Amen. Word of God's enough, isn't it? Ephesians chapter 1. This is a prayer I pray for you over and over and over again because I can't do better than this. This is a prayer that Scripture is recorded. This is being prayed for you. Paul writes, in verse 17, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of Him, that He'd open your heart, that your understanding, that your heart would be open, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance, what He's invested, His inheritance in you, and what is the exceed, listen to this, that you may know what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe. Do you believe? Do you believe that the power of the resurrected Jesus is in you? That the, pow that the power towards us who believe would be revealed to you according to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ, listen, when? When He raised Him from the dead. And God seated Him, Jesus, at His right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. These terms are used in Paul's epistles to describe all kind, hordes of demonic spirits under the headship of Satan. Jesus has been raised far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this age, but in that which is to come. 
And he, God, put all things under his Jesus' feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all and in all. How did he do it? Through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. You see, how, how, what does that look like, Pastor? Your victory was signed, sealed, and delivered. Did you know that? Get this picture. Many of you grew up speaking the Apostles' Creed. There are many Bible scholars who believe that Jesus, after he was crucified, was buried, actually went into the eternal hell and spent those days paying the full price of sin. It makes more biblical sense to me to understand. You've got to understand the Hebrew and the Greek mind to really understand Scripture a little bit. Understand that before the resurrection, when somebody passed, the Moses, the Abraham, when somebody passed who believed God, remember they were believing that God would provide for their salvation. They believed and trusted, and they had all these symbolic things with sacrifices and all the feasts. They had everything signifying that they believed that God would provide for their sin. They looked forward to it. They had the witness of the Word of God, but they hadn't seen in time and space that transpire. But understand on this side of the cross where you and I live, We don't look forward to what God will do. We look back to what God has done in Jesus. But understand this, that in the Old Testament Scriptures, the word for death and and hell and Hades was Sheol in the Hebrew. It was Sheol. Understand that in the New Testament, that word in the Greek is Hades. So understand that when somebody died in unbelief and rebellion and disobedience, they went to that place called the waiting place of the dead. The righteous were in that waiting place of the dead that the Jews call Abraham's bosom. That meant that they believed that because they were sons and daughters spiritually of Abraham, like you are in Christ Jesus, that they were in that place of comfort and peace, awaiting God, what God would do. They were in that waiting place of the dead where the righteous went. And those who were disobedient and unbelieving were in that waiting place of the dead where it gets worse. Hell is real. I don't care what anybody says. The Word of God says it's real. And understand this, that in that waiting place of the dead, there would eventually be what Jesus describes as Gehenna, the place that burns with an eternal fire. It gets worse. 
But I want to tell you this, that out of God's love and grace, hallelujah, I can barely contain myself. According to the Word of God, after the resurrection of Jesus, when Jesus came and bore not only the sins of all who would come after him, but when he, in God's eternal mind, took on himself the sins of those who'd gone on before, who believed and hoped for what would happen. When Jesus paid the price of our sin on the cross, when he was buried, and he went and pre did some preaching according to the Bible, and we don't understand everything, but he began to preach that word, but the Bible says that, at, did you know that after the resurrection of Jesus, there is now never any more mention of there being a waiting place for those who believe him. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Mr. Jim Black at 95 who passed on Easter Sunday a few years ago. Miss Betty Mason, all of my loved ones, my precious son that I'd give my life for. Do you know that now the Bible says 2 Corinthians 5, 8, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There's no waiting place anymore. The moment you breathe your last breath on this earth and exit this earth suit, you're going as a believer in Jesus Christ to be in the presence of his glory. Hallelujah! Because of the resurrection, Donnie. Because of the resurrection. I don't know about you, but it makes me want to bring praise and glory to the resurrected Jesus even more. To be absent from the body now is to be present with the Lord. Now we look back on what God has done through his resurrected son in Christ Jesus. No wonder Jesus said in John 11 to grieving sisters, I am the resurrection and the life. He who lives and believes in me shall never die. The real you will not ever die. You will be released into life like you've never known it before. Because of the resurrection. Thank you, Jesus. It is the game changer. Philippians 3, 20 and 21 says that the Lord God, because of the Lord Jesus, he is going to transform our vile, sinful, broken, weak bodies into a body like his glorious body. What does that mean? Do you ever read the scriptural accounts about what Jesus did after he was raised from the dead? That's his resurrection body. It's called glorious body. Oh, he's just floating around singing. No, no, no. He was meeting with people that he loved. He was celebrating. He even had a cookout on the beach for the disciples. Ate broiled fish. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's the glorious body of Jesus. You're going to have a body that is going to be recognizable. They embraced him. They recognized him. You're going to have an embraceable, recognizable body. 
And you are going to see and embrace those who've gone on before you in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Scott. Man, oh man. Because of the resurrection. And without the resurrection, none of that would be true. None of it. It's the game changer. So where does that leave us? 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, God has not given us, those of us who believe and trust in Christ as our Lord, He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, resurrection power, love, agape, unconditional, unrelenting love, and a sound mind. 1 John 4 says it like this, God is unconditional, unrelenting love. And love, perfect love casts out fear. Do you know that if you're in Christ Jesus today, you don't have to fear death? It's going to be your exit ticket into the glory of God if you're a believer. Amen. Do you know Jesus is your Lord? I'd like for all of you, if this reflects your heart, to join me and help those who may not know Jesus as Lord. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. It won't hurt a thing if you're a believer. It may help those who are not to see and have a revelation in them. Say it with me. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus. I praise you this day that you love me enough to die and pay the price for all my sin. Thank you that you were raised from the dead. And I hereby declare that I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are the Lord of my life. And according to the scriptures, if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, that Jesus is Lord, as I have done, I shall be saved. Would you declare war on fear? Would you ask God to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you in a deeper way the love of God that will cast out all your fear? I want to tell you something, regardless of what is pending with you, it may be financial, it may be relational, it may be sickness, whatever it may be because of the resurrection in Jesus' presence, you don't have to fear anything. You don't have to fear anybody. I want you to stand with me right now. And I want you to join our praise team as a declaration of your faith and as a declaration of your celebration of Jesus and the power of his resurrection. Let's sing this together as, a, as an exclamation of our faith as we celebrate his resurrection together because he lives. I want to praise the Lord for the glory of that resurrected Jesus. Now let's bow our heads now. Would you just give him right there where you, where you stand, an expression out of your own heart 
a thanksgiving of praise. Dean and I and our church staff, all our leadership, bless you today. We pray that there'll be deeper revelation of the resurrected Jesus in your life. We look forward to seeing you back next Sunday. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.